before we get into this episode of KitChat, I want to remind all of our KitChat listeners to follow The Evanstonian on all of your social media platforms. On Twitter, we are at the underscore Evanstonian. And on Instagram, we are at the Evanstonian. Also, please, please, please check out evanstonian.net. If you like KitChat and want to help us reach more listeners, please subscribe to KitChat on the podcast app of your choice. If you really love the work we do, please give us a five-star ratings on iTunes. Now, let's get on with the show. Up and at him, E-Town. Don't forget, because it is so true. Anything is possible, and make sure to put your best foot forward. We're, we're certainly all in this together. It's a great day to be alive. Hi, my name is Norm Miller, and I use she and they pronouns. It has been one month since the release of the special edition February issue of The Evanstonian. And this is a special episode. So here is Kit Chat with two of the writers from the February issue of The Evanstonian. So today I have senior Mina Sharma and junior Sophie Yang um, here to talk a little bit about their pieces for the February issue. So if y'all just want to introduce yourselves. Um. Um, I'm Sophie. I'm a junior. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, and I'm a staff writer, and I write for the arts and entertainment section, usually. And my name is Mina. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. I am a senior, and um, I'm going to be guest writing for this issue. So I wrote for the Evanstonian during my sophomore year, and I'm super excited to be back for this issue. Period, Mina. Um, yeah, how are y'all doing? As good as I can be. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of a weird time. Um, in February is kind of a hard time. I feel like even when you're not remote, you know. Basically, I just wanted to get um, get a little bit of background about um, like your stories and maybe like let everyone know what your story specifically are about. So obviously. Um, for everyone, you know, there are a bunch of other stories um, and writers who um, I think everyone's topics that they wrote about were really different. Um, but and so these are only two of those, um, like out of those 15 pieces that we are publishing. So, um, yeah, but it will be great to hear from y'all um, firsthand. So if either of you wants to start. Sure. So, um uh, yeah, like I said, I'm super excited to be writing um, for this issue, and I was super excited uh, particularly to hear that this issue would be um, dedicated to the stories of BIPOC, so um, that obviously, like, that knowledge kind of, you know, um, allowed me to, like, hone in on what um, my piece would be about, and of course it was centering, like, racialized experiences, <clears throat> And so, like, in thinking about that at our initial meeting, I was kind of, 
it was kind of hard for me to come up with like this perfect idea about how I could incorporate my experiences um, into this issue because I feel like as a brown person, I have walked through this world with an incredible amount of privileges, yet there are so many ways in which I feel that my identity isn't like wholly included. So I was kind of like thinking about that throughout the whole meeting. And then I was just like, well, why don't I write about that? Like, why don't I just talk about that experience of falling in between um, kind of these two sides of this black white narrative? Um, so yeah, I'm working with Adrian Cy. I worked with Adrian Cyrus, who's an incredible writer um, on this issue. Um, he also had some similar experiences as me. So we're just kind of talking about what it means to navigate um, a reality where conversations um, and actions are kind of centered around um, like only black and white identities um, and what it means to fall in the middle and how we can um, how we can yeah navigate that reality and also challenge it because it's doing harm to black people as well right and it's uplifting white supremacy so we're kind of looking at all these different complexities of what it means to be brown with the ultimate goal of offering uh, so, some sort of solution. Yeah, and yeah, your, piece, your and Adrian's piece is um, just great. Um, and I think everyone should go check it out. Sophie, do you wanna explain a little bit about your piece? Sure, so um, what I contributed to writing was the introduction um, and Basically, what we talked about was that, like, ETHS has a group called SOAR at school, which a lot of people know about, which is Students Organized Against Racism. Um, and we just kind of talked about the different, like, principles that SOAR uses to guide their conversations um, about race and how they, like, suggest students approach those conversations. Um, and so since this whole issue is, like, centered around race, um, we, like, decided to try to explain how you can use those principles when like reading this issue of the Evanstonian. Um, so they have like a specific protocol called the Courageous Conversations Protocol. Um, and so we just kind of explain through like the interviews from the teacher advisors and from different like students on the SOAR board, how you can use those principles and use those like guiding tools to um, analyze like different pieces and how to like read it through this like racialized lens kind of that's like decentering whiteness and uplifting like people of color writers as voices and their stories um yeah i love that piece and um soar is something that has been kind of just a guiding like space in my life for a while now um so it was really nice to see that kind of like intersect with evanstonian um, like on the public stage that it is for this issue. So um, yeah, everyone also should go check that out. Something I also wanted to talk to both of you about is like um, as writers for this issue, and we're recording this actually before it has come out, but um, like how do you want audiences, like your peers, staff, et cetera, um, to engage with your pieces specifically, and I guess the issue as a whole. So you can, we can do this like 
we don't have to go one by one and we can just have like conversations about it um if you don't want to talk about well i think when um thinking about how audiences would ideally like engage with my piece specifically the first thing that comes to mind is that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we really are centering the experiences of brown people. Um, and so because of that, I think that it is uh, obviously important for audiences to take those experiences into consideration, but also acknowledge that this is not the entire narrative of all BIPOC um, Obviously, we don't really detail the experiences of Black folks in this issue, and that obviously does not make for like a really comprehensive understanding of what it means to be um, like a BIPOC person. So um, yeah, definitely considering that this isn't the entire narrative, but just a piece of the, of the entire story that I think we're all going to be contributing to. Yeah, actually, I was going to say something really similar, just like in a broader sense, like every single person that's going to read this issue and read these articles, like they can do whatever they want with them, like learn whatever they want, take away whatever. But I think like it's important to note that like this is one issue that we're doing, but this is not it, I guess. Um, Like there's so much more that can be done. And like, again, what you take away from it is like really important, I guess. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's something um, that I feel like in many ways kind of is reiterated and yeah, in just different ways throughout the issue and something that I talk about um, in our editorial statement is is exactly that um, this is one issue, like this is one um, group of people and one group of students and like um, all of these stories, I think, especially as I was editing a lot of them and reading a lot of them just during this whole process and like talking through them with um, all of y'all is just that like there are a million other stories that can I think are extensions of the other stories that were written for this issue and like even more I think there are lots of like different angles and approaches to um, so many of the stories that were written. What have you taken away from like the experience of doing the February issue um, and like working with everyone and um, writing. I think um, at least, you know, for me to answer this, which I kind of detail more in the issue, but like working with everyone in like a space where I knew that um, basically like I didn't have to deal with white people for two months. It was kind of like a healing thing and and like obviously it's not always going to be like that and and I and I think I know that but it's like that's something that super like that resonated me resonated with me like so much um, during this experience so if that helps as like a starting off point. Well I think that one thing that I took away um especially in being able to read um, some other people's stories is that they're the first uh, there are a few things the first thing I'll say is that like there is so much hurt that has been done in our communities um, 
at the hands of these like systems that really aren't meant for us to be included in them including um like within journalism when you think about who's who are you appealing to and which stories do these people want to hear that's one thing where you see that like BIPOC folks don't really aren't really like prioritized so I think in that sense there's like a lot of hurt that's been done but also just the creativity the imagination um that people have for what a future could look like when we reclaim our abilities and we make different space spaces um more inclusive um like when i've read other people's ideas um and sort of just like images of what that could become i just become super energized and super hopeful for um like a much more inclusive and welcoming future. So that's something that I've definitely taken away uh, from this experience. I think like my biggest thing is this was a huge like self-reflection and kind of learning time for me because personally it's always been kind of complicated um, like fitting into like like the narrative, I guess, I guess this is what Mina was talking about maybe with her piece, I haven't read it yet though, but that like oftentimes when people talk about race, it's very black and white, and for me identifying as a person of color who's neither one of those, it was, it was like confusing at first definitely to see how like I fit into that, um, but definitely walking away from this, I'm just thinking about like all the different experiences and stories that different people have brought to the table, and like how that as one whole is like all together, um, and how, I mean, this sounds kind of cheesy, but how, like, it unites everybody else together, um, and just, yeah, how, like, in journalism, how I can, like, be better, too, like, when I'm writing, and and when I'm thinking about pieces, and who I'm going to interview, like, making sure that I'm, like, self-analyzing, too, and, like, doing better, I guess. Um, And I think that, yeah, and, and something that, like, um, I think some of the other pieces talk about um and like I've thought about too a lot especially just like being super involved um in the Evanstonian is just like the whole idea um of like what journalism is right and like uh I've like been able to talk with a few folks about this um but like being able to make that like as accessible as possible to as many people as possible is like um, something that like I feel like y'all really hit hit on and like after again like reading everything I really feel like that um, kind of resonated the most um, so like what do y'all think about like the future I feel like this is such a big question but, like the future of like what journalism is um after writing this like after contributing to this and stuff um and like how to make journalism more like inclusive as like a as like a institution you know like as a practice yeah that is um that's definitely a big one um but i think that when you look at other areas of life um 
like where like the broader like this broader world where um like black and brown voices aren't as welcome when you start to heal and like repair that narrative in different um different areas of life in different spaces um specifically like addressing anti-blackness and realizing that anti-blackness is the reason why other folks of color um have you know also been excluded from certain narratives so like honing in on exactly how we got to this point historically through anti-blackness through white supremacy and starting to repair that in all aspects of life I think that's gonna uplift um like black and brown people for sure and maybe I hope like make them excited to share their stories um and like that's what journalism is right sharing your story sharing other people's stories so I think that if there's healing going on like everywhere in general I think that things will definitely start to change within like the realm of journalism Mm -hmm. yeah I was thinking about like some of the stuff I said um for like the interview for the Daily Northwestern where um it's kind of just that it's always going to be a work in progress and it's hard to hear I think when like you feel like you want to make a change and you definitely can make a change but there's there's not necessarily like an end goal like you're it's not like a destination or a point where you're going to reach it at some point um it's more just constantly working to be better and to like I don't know just sorry <laughs> but it's you're constantly working to be better um oh my gosh sorry I lost my train of thought (laughs) oh okay sorry sorry okay just like in journalism and in writing like you're always going to keep writing you're always going to be making more pieces making more content um and as you do that just being like cognizant of diversifying your narrative um and uplifting different stories um there's a lot of different ways that like whiteness can show up in journalism and like one of them is really like like the access to like the 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 the, like diversity if you can even call it that of stories written like by and for white people and like the difference between and like how that expanding that and like giving information and like telling stories that aren't that are are like an example of like how that can shift in journalism and having like I feel like resources like by and for like your community is kind of um something that like journalism definitely has the power to do so yeah period um and I hope like uh this issue tries to do that obviously if this is a um mostly a reflection reflectionary issue and like so we are looking really at our own publication we um aren't necessarily trying to look at all aspects of like our school or all aspects of even Evanston we're just I think starting with ourselves and I think that's um something that um can be applied to many other spaces at ETHS, at least in my opinion. 
um, and a lot of the, the um, pieces and information and experiences even that are are about the Evanstonian can again be a, um, applied to so many other spaces at least they have been for me in other spaces um, that I think yeah hopefully uh, <laughs> yeah people are able to resonate with that uh, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, Y'all, Nora really put this together, um, working super, super hard um, to kind of like dig deep internally. I don't know if I'm speaking for you, Nora, so correct me, but like, I feel like this is coming from like a place that you really care about. So I just want to thank you so much for your dedication to like bringing us together and making this possible. Like this is a really new and amazing thing that needs to be happening. So thanks for doing this work and leading it. Sophie, anything? Just, just the same thing, yeah. Like, I don't know, you're always on top of it. You're doing all of it. Like, that's so cool. Well, thank you both so much for coming on and chatting with me. And for everyone who um is listening make sure to please check out both Mina and Sophie's stories in our February issue of the Evansonian which come came out February 22nd that's all